Welcome back to Between the Horns, everyone. Glad you're with us, whether you're following live on social and digital or you downloaded the podcast. Hope your week 13 is off to a great start. I'm JB Long. With me is team reporter Serena Morales and our friend Maurice Jones-Drew. Good morning, everyone. How are things? Good morning. Cheers. Got my coffee right here. Let's, let's talk. Good morning. No that. coffee. Just high off life right now. <laughs> <laughs> you and your TikTok. Well, uh, over here, we've got a... Uh, We've got a, a preschool talent show underway over at the uh, Long Household. So if you catch a little twinkle, twinkle, little star, that's, uh, that's what's going on in the background. But uh, the Rams have five regular season games left, went out, and they win the West. That's their sole focus right now. And before we break down, Rams-Cardinals in week 13, the first of two meetings here down the stretch between those NFC West foes. Let's rehash that loss to San Francisco, Serena. Yeah, JB. All right. So the Rams dropped their first uh, game at SoFi Stadium against a Nick Mullins-led 49ers. So we know that the Rams have struggled to get things going. They turned the ball over four times. You don't want to do that. But MJD, was that the sole reason for the Rams losing? Like, was it just because of turnovers? A turnovers played a big part in it. Um, I, I felt like they just – guys weren't getting open. Uh, Jared kind of got a little flustered in the pocket. And even with the Rams not playing the best on offense, if you don't turn the ball over, uh, your defense has played so lights out this season that you probably would have won that game by 14 points if you'd have just punted the ball away instead of turning the ball over, giving them short field. So uh, I truly believe that um, offensively, they just got to get back in rhythm. And, and I don't know what it is, what's going on, what the, what the issue has been. Uh, maybe it's just that the Niners know them and they know what they try to do and they play, you play each other twice a year and they're built to beat you and you're built to beat them. Uh, but the Rams, you know, you have to execute at a higher level. I think Sean McVay said it best when you just can't turn the ball over. We have to execute better offensively. The defense scores a touchdown and they cause three turnovers as well. Um, you, you just have to give your defense an opportunity to continue to help you win games. For sure. And it's interesting. I pulled this from next gen stats, but like golf's efficiency on play action passes has dropped significantly since the Rams week nine by one through eight, you know, golf has six passing touchdowns, zero interceptions, a 115.7 passer rating. And then you kind of go into week 10 and forward, no passing touchdowns, three interceptions, a very a drop, a big drop in the passer rating. So sort of a head scratcher. That being said, you spoke about defense. Um, JB, I mean, it seems like at least the defense has carried this team, but can they keep that going for the next five games? No question. They're championship worthy. They can take this team all the way to the Super Bowl. I think we know that. Um, they've been phenomenal, and they hope they don't have to see Debo Samuel and the Niners again because, honestly, that's kind of been the key to unlocking them defensively. So if they don't have to navigate that matchup again, I think they're in great shape. Um, I'm curious to see how they match up with Arizona. They've had some historical success. I think they're uniquely equipped to take on Kyler and to take on Nuke. I know we're going to talk about that matchup a little bit later on. Um, but I think last week was maybe an example of trusting your defense or asking too much of your defense one too many times. Sooner or later, no matter how good they are, that's going to come back to bite you. Um, but it wasn't just the turnovers. In fact, the turnovers strangely weren't as costly against the Niners as you might have expected the pick six uh, was the exception to that rule. But certainly, if you punted a little bit better before that last drive, if you match up and tackle a little bit better on that last defensive drive, you still might have a path to victory. So uh, I know where the focus is this week. I'm not blind to that. 
Um, but I, I think it's right to look um, more holistically at what every group can do better to beat the Cardinals and to rip off a little five game winning streak here down the stretch. Yeah. I felt like they were in that game till the end too. I mean, they lost by three. So, and also significant add um, Oboe is expected to be back um, this weekend to play and add to the defense. So that's a kind of, Good, good positive note there. Yeah, on the edge, you're going without Terrell Lewis. Uh, we'll see whether or not that's the case again this week. But having Okoronkwo, who was one of their best pass rushers when he suffered that elbow injury at Washington, is a big lift. Uh, see what Derek Rivers offers them. Uh, a waiver claim from New England with the Patriots uh, also on the back end of this Cardinals game on Thursday night football. But let's turn our attention back to Jared Goff. And it's been puzzling. And I think it's uh, challenging for McVay as a game planner now to see uh, two really puzzling performances, Miami and San Francisco, sandwiching two really stellar performances, wins over Seattle and Tampa Bay. Maurice, if you're in that offensive room, what are you doing going to Arizona? Are you treating and trusting Jared Goff as that Pro Bowl quarterback, or are you scaling back the risk in the game plan a little bit to try and win with some other phases and elements? Uh, you know, I'm glad you asked that question, because I think anytime you struggle, you want to go back and you want to work on whoever that person has struggles with strengths, not their weaknesses, right? So Jared Goff is a great – he throws the ball really well in between the numbers and the hash. That's where he, he's the most efficient. I feel like slants, deep ends, short ends, though that area between the numbers and the hash, he excels at. I would expect Sean McVay and the Rams to go get back to that. Uh, you're going to see a lot of blitzes here from this Cardinals team. Vance Joseph, their defensive coordinator, uh, is a very aggressive guy. They're going to send Buda Baker a ton. You're going to see him similar to what Jamal Adams was for the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, I expect to see a lot of in-breaking routes. Now, they struggle covering on the outside, which is another, you know, a very, uh, I think, a thing the Rams can take advantage of. Uh, they're going to try to send pressure and do different things. But if you can get those in-breaking routes that we were used to seeing in the first couple of years with Sean McVay taking over, where Jared was like, he'd play action fake, whip around and throw the ball right now. Um, and the ball will hit him right in the chest. He missed a couple of those uh, against the Niners, but I think you work on those throughout uh, the course of the season or throughout the course of practice. Then you get back to that. And the second thing I think they do, and you are going to lean on Jared Goff, but you need to find a way to get Cooper Cup on those option routes in the slot. That's where they've excelled. If you watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, whenever they needed a big play, it was Cooper Cup in the slot, either working across the middle or breaking out where he was wide open a couple times and Jared was able to get the ball to him quickly. Uh, and the last thing is this. For Jared, you can't dial in on a guy. And, JB, we called the game where Robert Woods comes wide open in the second window and Jared was already throwing the ball on the wheel to Cooper Cup. You have to be. You have to allow the defense to tell you where to go with the ball. And when they do it, just throw it accurately and on time and you'll be fine. So it was more pressing, I think, for Jared Goff than it was arm or anything else. Uh, and sometimes that happens, all right? Like when we're on the golf course, JB, the one time we're out there and I didn't, hit, I didn't strike the ball the best way, I started to press a little bit and they started shooting left and right. Then when I relaxed, I started hitting the ball right down the middle. So for Jared, it's more, he's getting back comfortable, being more relaxed and understanding that you still, you still are a very good quarterback in this league. You're just hitting a rough spot in your career. Sorry to interrupt, but let me follow up on that point because what I saw from San Francisco was the way they deployed their personnel such that they were taking away the areas that you wanted to attack and the person Cooper cup with whom you wanted to attack to open up those throwing windows, to attack between the numbers? Do they need to get vertical more? Because what I sense from Robert Sala and the San Francisco 49ers is, hey, if you can beat us on the perimeter, if you can beat us to the sidelines, great. 
Um, but I, I get it. They're uniquely equipped with their safeties, their linebackers, their corners to take a lot of that stuff away. But th there was maybe not as much throwing room as you would have liked in the areas of the field that you're talking about. Well, I, I think then you use Cooper Cup as a deep threat, right? So if you're going to double team him, you know we're trying to get him the ball. You're going to use him as a decoy in certain situations to stretch the field and then allow Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, Van Jefferson, Gerald Everett, and possibly Tyler Higley, who all have receiver backgrounds, to come underneath. Sometimes, you know, and I, I never liked this as a player. I hated being the decoy because that means you, you're doing really well and they're doing everything they can to take you away, but you still want your, your touches. Uh, but sometimes you have to sacrifice for the greater good of the team if you're Cooper Cup to say, okay, which I, I know he has no problem with it, but I'm going to get out. I'm going to clear this thing out so that my brother can eat. And then when he starts doing well, they'll try to take him away. Then I can go and, and get what I need to get. But again, it's, it's that back and forth game that you have to play. The Niners had a great game plan coming in. And they just executed it better than the Rams executed theirs. And, um, you know, it, it's part of it. But you, you want to be able to bounce back because that is on tape. And similar to what you saw against the Miami Dolphins the next week, it was zero pressure and all these things that you were seeing. You had to have a um, you had to have an answer for it from the C the Seattle Seahawks. You're gonna have to have an answer now for what what was to come from what the Niners did as well. Yeah, and now they're about to face Kyler Murray, who's been better than ever this year. Um, he's that dual threat quarterback we talk about quite a bit. Um, but I really want to talk about can this defense really stop him and do they need to account for him in the run game because he's on pace uh, for nearly a thousand rushing yards 15 rushing touchdowns get this only Dalvin Cook Derrick Henry and Antonio Gibson have more rushing touchdowns than quarterback Kyler Murray yeah well th th this is the thing with Kyler Murray and I, I kind of got uh, some people on Twitter got upset with me when I said this I believe in order to win in the National Football League you have to be able to compete from the pocket you have to be able to win from the pocket, all that running and all that stuff, it sounds good, but eventually that goes away and you have to have the ability to see the game from inside the pocket to play for a long period of time. Um, the thing about Kyler Murray, what we saw from the new England Patriots, they didn't, they blitzed him not to sack him, but to keep him in the pocket. And so you eliminated the outside runs. You eliminated the throws that he makes the big plays he makes from the outside. And to be honest with you guys, if it wasn't for the hell Murray uh, against the Buffalo bills, they might be over. 0-4 uh, here uh, in the last four games. So they have struggled mightily. And I, I think the Rams defense and, and the, what I love about this, and I've talked to JB a ton about this, it's a matchup-based game. And the Rams defensively match up perfectly against the, the, the Arizona Cardinals with Jalen Ramsey taking out Nuke Hopkins, with Aaron Donald and the way these guys are rushing the quarterback. Um, they can keep him in that pocket. Similar to what you do with Russell Wilson, what the Rams did to Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. And so – um, you do have to watch the, the Kyler Murray runs in the red zone because he is he becomes a running back and a viable threat there. But if you can keep him um, in that pocket and force him to throw through the trees, what Jack Dell used to tell us, like, put your hands up. He's a short guy. Make him throw through the trees where he can't see the receiver. He gives your DBs a, a better opportunity to go out and make plays. You know, he hurt that shoulder, his throwing shoulder against the Seahawks a few weeks back. And I know you don't run with your shoulder, but he has not been the same runner since that occurred. And I think from the Rams standpoint, you still have to account for him as if he's full strength. And if he is going to be that dynamic dual threat. Recent weeks, he's been a reluctant, if not ineffective uh, runner. And, and he hasn't been necessarily as dynamic in that, at that mesh point. Um, that's not to say that he won't be this weekend. But I think that's part of why the Cardinals have been struggling, uh, not having Larry Fitzgerald, obviously another piece last week uh, to account for.
All right. Do you want to go rapid fire really quick? Um, who wants to take Who wants to take this Ramsey Hopkins matchup first? It's exciting. I mean, this is as good as it gets. This is yeah. This is Dion against Jerry Rice caliber stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it the most by a most um what is it allowed by Jalen Ramsey and coverage by a receiver in his career? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has Jalen Ramsey wrapped around, but Jalen ain't gonna have that. Yeah, that's volume though. That's yeah. that's that's the number of games they played against each other more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone like Hopkins is going to get his, but Dylan's uh, had some nice moments. But I think his chances in this defense are um are going to be great. Well, we also have to remember this too. Jalen didn't have Aaron Donald rushing. Exactly. Right? Even in Jacksonville, you had Calais Campbell, you had some other guys, Yannick Ngakwe, you had some guys getting to the quarterback. Even Fowler was there, but. He doesn't have a guy that gets that type of pressure, that in, internal pressure, especially with the way the Arizona Cardinals blocking scheme. He's going to get immediate pressure right away, and that's going to help out uh, Jalen in this situation. So it's going to yeah. be a great matchup, though, for sure. Hey, you know, I looked at, um, like, the pro football focus grades who had 90-plus grades. Like, obviously, Aaron Donald is always going to pop on that. But John Johnson pops up on that list and offensive lineman David Edwards. And Sean McVay spoke – uh, just this past game, how great John Johnson played in that game. Is there anything to be said for that? You two are watching that game more than anybody. I mean, I think not only is he playing well individually, but he's wearing the green dot. And so a lot of the organizational stuff he's responsible for. And oh, by the way, he's got a rookie safety playing next to him in Jordan Fuller. So I think he's he's carrying a lot of substance for this defense. No question. John Johnson's having a career year. I don't know what's happened to his hands and neither does he. He's been hard on himself because he's had some picks. Uh, yeah. And, and he's letting everyone else eat in terms of those takeaways, but he's due. He's due. He's due. Um, all right. You want to go to Cam Akers? Maurice, this is your uh, cup of tea here. He's the most talented runner, but is he the Rams' best running back? Are we going to see more Cam? Where's Malcolm Brown? Where's Daryl Henderson? Well, Serena, I, I think this. You're going to always go with the hot hand. And as of late, it's been Cam Akers. He scored on Monday night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He ran well against the, the Niners, obviously, with that big run, scores again. Um, to me, it seems like they're going to start leaning on him more. You're going to see all three guys. Malcolm Brown's um, situational play is not going to change. He's still going to be on third down, short yardage, and some goal line. But Cam Akers may mess around and become the lead guy now just because of when you're, when you're struggling against a team and then all of a sudden he breaks that 61-yard run. And it wasn't like he didn't have to make a guy miss or two. Uh, he, he broke the safety down, was able to get outside and go, and he showed what we saw at Florida State his freshman year. And so you want to try to keep that going because, again, down the road, you're going to need all three guys going, so it's important to get that hot hand. And I, I think, again, he hasn't played a lot, so he's fresh, and uh, he has fresh legs. He'll be able to roll. So to tie it all together, because I know a lot of the attention is on Jerry Goff right now, as it rightly should be. He's, he's the quarterback. He plays the most important position but I got an MJD caliber nugget for you here. Since Whitworth's injury going into the half against Seattle, the Rams are rushing for less than 3.2 yards per carry. If you take out that 61 yard burst from Cam, they're averaging 2.27 yards per carry since the half against Seattle. One of the greatest things you can do for Jared Goff is to open up a lot of this offense by getting your running assignments down and, and having a more efficient uh, result in that running game. Now, I know they played Tampa Bay, which I think is the best defense they'll see all season. And they played San Francisco, which I don't care what their numbers say when they have the personnel that they had in week 12, 
they are and can be an elite defense, and they know this Rams offense very well. We'll see whether the Cardinals can mount a similar challenge, but you are asking a lot of any quarterback, Jared Goff or whoever plays that position, if you are playing the better part of two and a half games without a rushing attack. Well, yeah, didn't they throw the ball 51 times against the Buccaneers? Like, that's – you don't want to live like that. that. We don't want to live like that. Even though you won – and that's the problem with winning sometimes, and I, I just want our, our listeners to understand that. When you win, sometimes it, it, it helps negative um, habits keep going, right? It's kind of like we, we, well, we won throwing the ball so we could throw the ball again. Well, that may not work against the next team. And so I think that kind of played a role into it as well. Like they – they weren't running the ball as well against the Niners, so they tried to go with some passing plays, and that didn't work as well either. All right, well, we're going to get to our fantasy football picks for the week as we close out our show. JB, I'm going to start with you. You know where I'm going. <laughs> you know where I'm going. I love Jared Goff on the bounce back. I did yeah. it earlier this season. I literally prepared for this show, and I was like, well, JB's going to say Jared. <laughs> Absolutely I am. He carved up the Cardinals last year. Um oh. I believe in him. I like the language that's coming out of Thousand Oaks right now. Uh, Sean McVay put it on his plate, said his shoulders are big enough to handle it. Jared Goff said he's exactly right. Let's go back to work. I think they're going to have a great game. Come on, Maurice. Give me a running back because I feel like – I am. I'm going to go – I was like – I was so – I was like, ah, Robert Woods sounds nice, even Gerald Everett possibly, but I'm going to go with Cam Akers. Okay. It it just reminds me of the game when we were calling JB. We were in Arizona, and they brought out uh, C.J. Anderson – and I was a little disrespected because I mm. felt like if CJ could do it, I could definitely do it. You should have <laughs> just called me. You know, I could have did both. But I think when you already you know, had some Ram swag, you already had some apparel. You're right. I was ready to go. You didn't have to go pay him that extra money. Could have brought <laughs> him to go. But I, what, well, this is what I do believe: when the Rams play the Arizona Cardinals, they run the ball and they run the ball efficiently and they run the ball well. And I think they'll continue to do that this week. Serena, Serena, I have two guesses for your pick. Can I guess your pick? Yeah, go for it. I want to see if we're far enough into between the horns that I know. Is it Robert Woods? It's not Robert Woods. Is it Tyler Higby? You know, if Tyler Higby's uh, elbow wasn't funky, I actually was going to go with Higby. But I I did pick a wideout, Cooper Cup. I went back and I looked at who sparked last season when we faced the Cardinals. Cooper Cup had a touchdown in each of those two wins. Now to this season, he's been a little quiet for Cup standards, but – He's been quietly leading the Rams with 66 receptions, 763 receiving yards. He actually has better stats on the road this year. So even though Arizona, not a long flight, I'm going to give Cooper Cup some love in this fantasy pick. See, I know Serena likes to play the matchup. She likes the historical precedent. And Robert Woods had a career day in Glendale last year. Tyler Higby's massive month of December. A lot of it was picking on the Cardinals who didn't defend tight ends particularly well well good to see you both this morning looking forward to getting back in the win column hopefully it's against the cardinals in week 13 have a great rest of your day thank you for listening uh from maurice jones drew and serena morales i'm jb long and that rams cardinals game from state farm stadium in glendale arizona kicks off at 105 pacific and you can watch it on fox